Hello and welcome to another episode on Yinka's Meals. My name is Yinka, hence the Yinka's Meals. And today we are going to be looking at tips, you know, that you need to know for the SI scholarship. And that's what this podcast is definitely going to be about today. Today I have with me an SI scholar, you know, that is good. We're going to be asking some questions and we're just going to find out like things we need to know things we need to do, things we shouldn't definitely be doing, you know, so get ready. Uh, before I start, well, I'm going to introduce him, or I should let him introduce himself that way. So, welcome to Yinka's Muse. Can you please introduce yourself? Thank you. My, <laughs> my name is Aaron. I'm from Ghana. Yo, yo, representing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm studying at the University of Gothenburg. Ah. My final year. Mm, nice. So, and he's an SI scholar, you didn't say that part. Yeah, SI scholar, a proud SI scholar. <laughs> you see, <laughs> that, one of the questions I get a lot is, oh, Yinka, you're an SI scholar. I'm not, but I'm a scholarship holder, I'm not just SI, you know. And that's why I cannot fully go into details or tell you things to look out for. I think in February 10, like, right? Am I? Yeah. February 10, the SI portal is going to be open. I'm going to put the link down, like the website down, so you can just... Um, Take a look at it if you don't know like the website address you know the the website the si portal is going to be open for people to apply and since november last year the forms were held already so if you haven't started filling your forms i don't know it's only god that can help you at this point <laughs> okay now we're just gonna go into it well before we go into like sharing tips about the si scholarship when you filled when you were applying did you know you were going to get it Yes, I had a confidence that I'm going to get because I have been working on scholarship for previous years. Okay. So I was able to have some tips and uh, I was also able to uh, know what it takes to win a scholarship. Really? Yeah, so... How many scholarships have you won in the past? Oh, okay. Not... I've won partial ones. Okay. But this is the full scholarship that I've won, the full scholarship. Wow. But previously it was partial, but this one... The full scholarship, but I've been working on previous ones. Sometimes you feel rejected, but sometimes it doesn't go well as you want. So basically, all of the rejections in yeah, the past and all of the partial yeah. scholarship prepared you to get this yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, but you know that the people that are applying for the SI scholarship this year don't don't have the time. So we're just going to go into it. What are the tips that you can share? Like when they are applying for the SI scholarship, when it opens in when it opens rather on february when it opens on february 10th what are the things that they can do you know that that can just give them an edge based on your own experience and si scholar okay so getting a scholarship is not an easy way to go okay. it's very difficult so you need to prepare ahead of time so what i will say is that one you need to gather all your documents so you need all your, your transcripts. So you know in Africa, it takes a long time for you to get transcripts. Mm-hmm. So you need to apply ahead of time to get your transcripts, your certificates, your proficiency letter. And you must also learn how to write SOP, Statement of Purpose or Motivation Letter, whatever yeah. you call it. Yes. Yeah. You need to practice how to write it or get in touch with somebody who has written some before. Look at the sample and try to practice it. Because if you don't know how to write it, it becomes a headache for you. Mm-hmm. So you need to write a certain of purpose, 
you need to get your CV, prepare your CV down. What are the things that, uh, how can they go, is, is the CV a normal kind of CV or is there a special way to prepare your CV for the SI scholarship? Yes, the SI has a template for preparing a CV. Okay. Most of the documents you need, they have templates for it. So you just look at the template, you go to their website, you, look, you download a template, then you look at the template, then you'll be able to look at how, what they demand from you, then you you model it in, in that order okay. so yours is to go to the website download the the, the template from the, the portal then you try to see what the demand for you then you go by it or you can get assistance from somebody who has done some before or won some before the person will guide you as to how to go about it so you need a lot of guidance that's what i would say especially from someone who has won some before you, if you get in touch with somebody who won SI before, then you'll be able to uh, look at what he has done. Then you also go by it. Then the person can help you to edit it and help you to make a very good uh, application. Okay, thank you. I wanted to ask as you were talking, I was thinking, do you think there's anything specific that um, the SI officials are looking for? You know, because as you're talking now, I also applied for the SI scholarship. Unfortunately, I did not get it. Unfortunately for me, I got the school scholarship, you know, but I'm thinking that maybe there was something I could have done, you know. So is there something based on your experience that um, SI scholars, applicants who are looking to apply, is there something they could do that would give them an edge over the next person? Yes, most definitely there are a lot of things that you need to do. Okay. One is paying attention to details. Mm-hmm. You have to be a detail-oriented person. Mm. Pay attention to details. Whatever they ask you to do, you have to do it. Okay. Two, the stamping. You know, they ask you to stamp some of the documents. Yeah, true. You need to get a very good stamp. Okay. You know, in most African countries mm-hmm. or in Ghana, mm. they can use one stamp for ages and they <laughs> not change it. Yeah. So when they stamp it, you will not be able to read what is there. Okay. So the stamp has to be clear enough. So sometimes what I did was that my supervisor did not have a good stamp. So we have to I have to go and do a new stamp for him mm-hmm. and pay, yes. Mm-hmm. So because he, he said he cannot afford to do it. So wow. okay. What he has done is not good enough. So let me do it for you. So he agreed and I, I paid for it and they, they did a new stamp before we use it on my application several mm-hmm. times. So we stamped the first one, it wasn't good, the second one it wasn't good. So I have to spend money new stamp so that it will be clear enough for them to see mm. so that is one aspect the stamping and the signature is also very important mm. then again you need to pay attention to details in writing the reference letters you need to one write it yourself mm. for instance if you give it to your supervisor to write it for you he may not know he cannot go to the SI website and read all the requirements so you have to do that way. Mm. Go read and write it and give it to him mm. for him to edit. Yeah. So in that uh, domain, he will be able to do a little adjustment. Okay. And you know what you want. Exactly. So you are putting it there for him to just read and sign. But if you give it to him, he will write two or three sentences mm. and SI may not like it. Mm. So that is one of the tricks that I would prefer that you write your own reference letter and give it to supervisor mm. and the reference letters must match okay one the one you write for your supervisor and your cv okay and must match because mm-hmm. whatever is in the cv 
must appear in the reference. Oh. Yes. Oh, so if, whatever is in the CV yes. must have, must also be in the reference. Yes. And must also be in uh, maybe your motivation letter. Yes, yes. They must not be different. No, they must I think not be this different. is very, very important. Yes, they must not be different. <laughs> so these are some of the tricks. So if, for instance, you said you are um, maybe a supervisor somewhere. Okay. Then in the reference letter, you have to say in the reference letter, that, okay, yes, it's true that I was a supervisor and the supervisor has to confirm that okay this person was performing this duty under my care hmm. so it goes to confirm from the uh, the CV that truly you were a supervisor somewhere okay, okay. so this is some, some of the alignment that it has to go through hmm. so if it doesn't flow then it means that no one person is saying this, another person is saying this. Mm. There's no truth in it, so it has to align. Mm. I think I think for me, as you're talking, I'm thinking about when I applied, and I'm not sure there was a lot of alignment in my application. You know, because my my CEO at work actually filled my reference was my one of one of my reference, and I, and I think there was also the proof of work thing. Yes. So yes. the proof of work thing must also align with yes. everything. Yes. Okay. Must also align with everything. Okay. Because the proof of work. It's the same supervisor who who sign the proof of work and also sign your reference letter for you. They must be the same person. Yes. They cannot be different. No, it can't be different. Okay. It has to be the same person. It's only different when you work more than two. You work at two places or more than two places. Okay. But if it is the same organization, for instance, I was teaching. Okay. So my supervisor, I was teaching at uh, one at a college of. Uh, University College, which was a distance education, okay. and I was also a head of a school at that time, okay. a head teacher at that time. Mm-hmm. So my supervisor filled one for me, and I wrote it for him. So when I gave it to him to read, he just did some editing and he endorsed it. Mm-hmm. Then the other one is outside the domain of my profession. Okay. So that one I, I sent it to him. He also signed and also stamp it okay so that alignment has to be there mm-hmm. so that they know that truly what you are saying is in fact the truth so i wanted to ask when it comes to scholarship a lot of people when they write their motivational letters a lot of people like writing sobby stories oh i'm poor oh i'm this do you think the people in charge of vetting this information are looking for sobby stories or authentic stories Okay, so for instance, for the SI, it's a little bit different. Okay. In the sense that they have given you specific things to write under. Mm-hmm. So it's about, I think, four, three categories. So you have to go by that. So the first one, they'll ask you, uh, they'll ask your supervisor, for, or they'll ask your supervisor, uh, what do you think about this uh, candidate? So what your supervisor will say, it must have a reflection on what you also say in your motivation. Hmm. So that reflection must be there. Oxford Raza says that, okay, this person is good at doing this and this. You must also be able to depict in the, uh, what do you call it, the motivation that truly it is because of A, B, C that has motivated me to do this. Okay. So it is going to reflect, or it's going to confirm from the supervisor that what you are saying, your motivation, mm. is what your supervisor is also saying. Okay. So you see that there sh- should be that type of alignment as it goes on. That's what they'll be looking at. So as they are reading, they say, hmm, okay, this person has mentioned this here. 
the same person has been confirmed this thing has confirmed here this has been confirmed here so it's so true. like it's like a chain of events yes and then when they go through it everything is happening at every at every point in yes, time yes yes wow wow for me like this is very very insightful because when i applied i did not know about all of this and i feel like if you are watching this video this is definitely an information that you are definitely going to need because if you've downloaded the forms in november and you've started working on it right now you can still go back and make sure that whatever it is that you are feeling or on each of these forms they all align this scholarship is like the biggest scholarship in sweden and if you get it you don't have to worry about any other thing so in closing you know basically it's just about the si in closing what would you think that uh applicants should do after downloading the forms after filling it before going to the si portal on february 10th what are some specific things that they should look out for so now they fill the form they have they make sure that all of the things that they are writing of these forms are aligned they are creating a chain of events everything is telling what else is there anything that they should still do before they now you know go to the portal to apply and any other thing yeah, so when you finish all this process mm -hmm. you need to take your time go over and read you can use some softwares to edit Mm. Editing is very important because sometimes when you read, when you write, you may not be able to see some of the mistakes you do, mm. or you give you somebody to read for you and mm. correct it for you. So it's very important. Yeah. So you put it down for some time, then or you use some of the software like okay. maybe Grammarly or something mm. to edit your work. Okay. It's very very important mm. so that your work will be perfect because you are going to compete with. 90,000 people. Hmm. Our time it was 9,600 something people yeah. that applied hmm. and only 350 people got it. Wow. So it's very competitive. So very, you need to very. make sure that your work stands out. You have to make sure that there's no uh, grammatical error in your work. So that's one. Then paying attention to details is very important. And your passport. One of the uh, secrets is also about the passport. Okay. You see, when you have a passport that is going to expire within two years, they will not give you the, the, the scholarship. Mm. Yes. Did because, you guys hear that? Because, <laughs> okay. The, because they feel that when you come, maybe one year after, maybe on your passport, it's mm. going to expire two years to come. Okay. But before they will give you the scholarship, one year is already gone. So mm. you are left with only one year. One year. So when you come to Sweden and something happens, they need to send you back or something. It will be difficult. Mm. So they will not consider your, your application. Mm. So when I was going to do my this thing, my passport was left with two years. But I reapplied for a new one, and now Ghana, you, you, you can get 10 years. Our passport now is 10 years, last for 10 years. Okay. So I applied for a new one. So I had a new passport, passport. that lasted for 10 years. 10 years. Wow. So in that order, they know that okay, so if something happens, mm. so that's one of the tricks. So if you have a passport that is going to expire two or one year, it's better you go and renew it and get a fresh one mm. that will last for maybe five years or something. And that way they know that if something happens, you will need to. Okay. So it's also another trick that you yeah. need to get. Yeah. So if you've been paying attention to the video so far, we've been talking about, you know, how to, things that you should do basically when applying for your SI scholarship. And so far we've been talking about tips. And uh, I just want to ask another question, basically again before we round up. When the portal opens and they are feeling, because there are still some things they will do when the portal opens. Is there, is there anything that should still correlate with it, with what they filled on their document when applying on the SI portal? Well, there's nothing. The only thing that you do on the portal is your motivation that you fill in. Mm. On that one, you have to write it down already. Okay. So the only thing you need to do is to copy and just paste, paste it. it. 
So when you do your corrections and everything, you know you are you are sure of what you have done. Then you go ahead to just copy and paste. That is all. Mm. So the work has to be done earlier. Do it down. Take your time. Read through. And when the time comes, maybe one night. Africa, I think we have a lot of internet problems. So <laughs> you have to wait maybe in the night where everybody is asleep. Mm. Maybe from 11 to maybe 1 o'clock where the internet is free. Mm. Then you go ahead to upload all your documents and you can send them. I was actually going to talk about that. I feel like uh, for me, what actually also helped me to get the Atlas scholarship, I don't know, apart from the God factor anyway, was that I applied early. You know, and I think that's very, very important. Once the portal opens on February 10th, don't wait till yes. the end because the the website usually crashes. Yes, yes, yes. Like the portal usually yes. crashes because towards the tail end of when the application is going to close, there's a lot of traffic on the site and it usually crashes. So it, that if there's any tip I'm going to leave you with today, you know, it's going to be the fact that once you've gotten all your documents and they've been filled and signed and stamped by all the necessary people, once the portal opens on February 10th, then go ahead and submit immediately. At the end of this video, I'm going to put in an image just to show the important date you should take note of throughout the course of this application. Once, um, once the scholarship closes, that's the end of it. And then you have to wait till like April for all of the good news. Hopefully you guys get it. Uh, it's been so much fun talking with Aaron. A lot of work actually went into having this interview. You know, a lot of logistics. Oh, where are you? When is this going to happen? And I'm so glad it has happened. I hope when you guys watch this video, you guys learn one or two things. And I hope that whatever you take from this video, you can apply to your application. I hope to hear your good news. Uh, see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank, uh, thank you. Oh my god, I haven't stopped this.